0: Whether it's for product feedback or just understanding customer insights, we're talking to our community at all times. And that's really manifested in our ambassador program.
1: You're listening to Retail Remix, your inside access to candid conversations with the people shaping retail's future. Here's your host, Alicia Esposito. Many brands are going through a marketing remix of sorts. At a time when budgets are strained, consumer behaviors are shifting, and overall spending on different categories is fluctuating depending on the day or the quarter, many marketing teams are thinking critically about the channels they're using, the messages they're putting out into the world, and most of all, how these channels and tactics ladder up to specific commerce initiatives. Dormify is a fascinating brand that is going through this process but is also staying true to its core, which is community. Amanda Zuckerman co-founded the Dormify business with her mom after experiencing a bit of a struggle shopping for her dorm room. I'll let her explain the whole story in a second. But what really struck me about Amanda and the work that she's doing as chief brand officer and president is that they're really taking the community, elevating it, and amplifying it across channels to drive growth. We're hearing a lot about this idea of community-driven commerce, and Dormify is a great example of a very specific brand with a specific niche or focus in the industry, and in turn, a very specific audience. She has some great perspectives on brand building, brand strategy, but also how that North Star, that core brand mission, really trickles down into everything else. Listen in because you not only hear a little bit of insight into the Dormify brand and what the priorities are, but also you will get some great tactical tips and takeaways too. Amanda, it is so great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me, excited to chat today. So you started Dormify after shopping for your own dorm room with your mom. The story goes that you struggled to find a destination that had everything you needed to outfit your space, which I have always found very interesting about your brand because I feel like the home and decor market is so big and there are so many players. So, I'm curious, you know, as you started to toy with this idea in your head, as you identified those pain points, I mean, why do you think this was such a gap? Why was this such a problem? Well, that's
0: exactly how I felt. Like, I was actually a freshman or an incoming freshman back in 2009, and I couldn't believe that this gap in the market existed. It seemed like someone should have captured this opportunity a long time ago, but a lot has changed since we first came up with the idea. So, To your point, there are a lot of home players, but at the time, and really the reason why Dormify exists is there's no retailer that's 100% dedicated to college students. There's obviously competitors in our space, but they have a lot of other customers that they are speaking to. So the three pain points that I wanted to solve for after my own shopping experience were one, that there wasn't one place to get everything that you needed for college. You had to go to many different places to curate from the items that you wanted to bring fashion to your space, but then also function into your space. You might have wanted to create a high-low mix. There wasn't one space or one destination. And then two, there wasn't twin XL bedding that existed at the time that was stylish. Everything that was twin XL, which is the required size for college, was very youthful, bed in a bag, didn't allow for any sort of self-expression or personal style. And that was the opposite of what I wanted. So we thought dormify should be the antithesis of the bed in a bag. And third, there wasn't anyone there to help you through the process like an older sister or an older friend would. So I was the first in my family to go to college and I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to bring. So hence the content component of Dormify today that really nicely complements the product that we're making and the full one-stop shop destination that we provide our
1: customers with. That's great. So you had very clear ideas of what the pain points were because you were living them and experiencing them yourself. And I think that the point that really resonates with me with your response is the size of the bed and how it was like bed in a bag, very like juvenile. And I feel like the college market is so interesting because you're kind of at that crossroads, so to speak, where you are maturing, you are exploring your personal tastes and preferences, your your modes of self-expression, and your environment is a great way to experience that, especially when you're designing a space on your own for the first time. So you have these pain points, clear needs in mind. So how did you go from point A to point B? How did you go about turning this idea into an actual concept where the rubber hit the road and you were not just learning about the market, but also about your customer, not just yourself, but your fellow peers (laughs) that you were building this idea for. Yeah. Like you said, my mom
0: and I started this business together. We came up with the idea while we were shopping together and then we launched it. And we actually first started with a content site. So back in 2010, after my freshman year, we decided to actually move forward and do something with this idea that we had. And we looked at a few different domain names after thinking about like a brand that we could create around this concept. Dormify was available amongst a list of many. And we went ahead and purchased the domain, built a WordPress site and created a blog about college life and dorm decor because Blogging was really just getting started, which is crazy to think about now. But no one was really talking about the college space or college life. So we had friends of mine writing for the blog and friends of friends and friends of friends of friends. And that actually sort of snowballed into our very first ambassador program that quickly became hundreds of people I didn't know that were all within my um, age group that were in college at the time. And that really served as our proof of concept to understand if people cared about what their rooms looked like because we didn't have social media then. So some of these conversations are just like funny because if we were doing this now, it would be totally different. We would put up a TikTok channel and then see if people resonated with our content. But it was the same exact premise, but just in a different medium. So before we went out and invested in developing product or actually like developing textiles overseas, we needed to understand if college students cared about their spaces because they weren't just perusing Pinterest and posting photos of their rooms. That was step one. And simultaneously, as we developed the brand and put up the blog, we were figuring out how to manufacture product overseas once we had the idea. And I mean, there's a lot more detail that happened within there, but just The very first product that we brought to market was a series of print on demand posters so that there was no inventory investment required. And we could start selling something on a e-commerce website just to start getting traction. So that was a series of like alphabet posters where people could put their initials on their wall or their school initials. And that was available by my junior year of college, I believe. But something that's interesting that I think a lot of people don't actually know about the brand is my mom started and built a creative agency over 30 plus years, and we actually incubated this idea within the agency to get started. So we were always focused on the brand, and that was like our North Star of creating a really differentiated and unique and powerful brand. And that's very much why we are here the way that we are today, because
1: we focused on building a really great brand and community first. Yeah, that's amazing. I am going to ask you about the community component in just a second, but I do want to dig a little bit deeper into the dynamics of, I think, this category and the process that, younger consumers go through and prepping for college, outfitting their spaces, because you started the business with your mom. I love that story, by the way, that that you kind of incubated this whole brand through the agency. I think that's an incredible story and an example of how to really build a viable business with a brand first mentality and using that as the North Star. But with this dynamic in mind that you built this with your mom, essentially, it speaks to and reflects the reality that I think a lot of The target consumer base is going through where they're going through this process with their parents, right? And I think that creates a very interesting nuance in brand positioning, how you think about content, marketing. So I'm curious how that dynamic influenced you guys, like as you went from creating the brand to Now you're refining your marketing, your merchandising, your digital experiences. Like, I'm sure it's still very much younger consumer led or, you know, student led versus parent led. But I mean, how does that kind of play into your approach, if at all? It is a really interesting
0: one. So, from the very beginning, one of our competitive advantages was that we had both the parent and student perspective because we were living it ourselves. And as we've grown and I've aged out of college, we obviously need to stay close to both the parent and the student. And actually my mom and I both do that within the parent community and the student community, regardless of how far away we are from that stage of life. But it is an interesting one because you kind of have to pick a lane. Like it's very hard to prioritize both segments in our messaging and our positioning. So we very much focus on, the Gen Z or the student right now. And we think about the parent. We consider the parent. We wouldn't want to be a brand that the parent doesn't love or isn't supportive of. So while all of our language and our brand voice and how we present ourselves is very much for the student, we are thinking about them. And tactically, we really speak to the parent directly on Facebook. So we will change up our Facebook content organically for those parents, but Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, it's really all for the student. And then like our own channels, like SMS and email, it's very much for the student as well. Sometimes we talk internally about like, is that pushing it too far? Are we crossing a line with what we want to discuss, where the parent might be upset and Sometimes we do get comments from parents of like, that's inappropriate. And I kind of like, it's so far and few that we just have to stay true to who we are. So topics like underage drinking, like that's a really tough one because we know that our customers are probably doing that in college, but we're not going to show that we support that. But we might nod to the fact that like, you're probably hiding your alcohol in our storage items. That's one of our top (laughs) TikTok videos that right, had the most views. Right. So it's a very fine line with us trying to be as a brand both relatable and aspirational. So that's why we really position ourselves as the big sister because we want to be the cool older sister to the customer. We want to be someone that has an authority but also is a friend and approachable. So that's kind of how we choose what we create content around, but we listen to the feedback from parents and
1: definitely keep them in mind. Yeah. I think your notion of picking your lane and sticking to it is I think very important. I think sometimes when we try to speak to so many different audiences or potential users, it takes away from like the core of the business. So I think that nuance is really helpful and I'm sure would be helpful for a lot of folks listening right now. Well, if we started doing things for
0: the parent, we would instantly be uncool right. to the child. Or maybe so.
1: untrustworthy, right? Like yeah. at- takes away from like that whole big sister idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I guess this plays into like this bigger idea of community or community driven commerce, because it really speaks to how your team thinks about content, how you think about marketing, like you mentioned, TikTok videos, right, which are super powerful, because it's dynamic, you know, it's entertaining, but it's also very authentic. And I think that's, that's really the big headline when we think about, community. So, I mean, it seems very core to your business. So how do you kind of think about community outreach and engagement and how is it going to influence or drive your business moving forward, especially because so many brands are thinking about that balance of acquisition and retention. They're thinking about scalable growth. So what role does community play in all of this?
0: Community plays a very important role and it has since day one. We are really pride ourselves on creating products that are 100% influenced and inspired by what college students really want and really need and taking their own struggles with small space living or what they're engaging with in terms of trends on social and infusing that into the product that we're bringing to market. And those typically are our best-selling products that are very much, very specific to a college student's needs. So... Whether it's for product feedback or just understanding customer insights, we're talking to our community at all times. And that's really manifested in our ambassador program. So because this generation is changing at all times and evolving, we typically evolve our ambassador program with what's happening and how ambassadors are really resonating with the programming that we do for them. So the way that it works today is we have about 1600 ambassadors currently and growing and it's a program specifically for college students and incoming college students to really connect with the brand and it's it's a way that we really celebrate and reward our biggest fans so each of them get a unique discount code that they can share with their networks and their friends and they are earning points on all of the sales that are driven with their individual code. And then they're also earning points for all different types of challenges that we're giving them outside of just driving new customers to the site. So, whether that's related to content creation on their own channels, for our channels, for a partnership, or creating or responding to a survey or questions that we might have, they are earning points at all times. And then those points can be redeemed for a number of different things gift cards to Dormify, free product, some of their favorite brands who are giving away things like Bayes Travel or a Dyson hair wrap, things like that. And then lastly, um, something that I'm really passionate about is you can also redeem points for career building experiences. So we offer different types of experiences ranging from an interview prep mock interview or a resume review or a one-on-one like mentorship session with me or someone else who is either like a young professional or someone who's been in an industry that an ambassador is interested in. So we're always connecting with the ambassadors and we're really excited about the program that we've built and we really see this as a channel that will continue to grow and be a major source of new customer acquisition over time. So we speak with that ambassador group on Geneva. We have a a community group on that app and via the platform that we use to manage the ambassadors as well. So
1: amazing. So it's kind of creating this like ongoing loop of engagement in a way because you are so invested in content. And and connecting with the consumer community on an ongoing basis. But you also have virtual styling, which I feel like everybody talked a lot about that during the pandemic because obviously they didn't have any other options. But brands like yours, I mean, it's very core to adding a level of depth and support and service. So I'm curious how how this plays a role in just your general customer experience. Like, is it a very core tool for getting that engagement and that retention and basically how you leverage it to support your maybe other business goals?
0: Yeah. So I love virtual styling. I was very excited to be able to offer it starting in the pandemic, but it was actually a pivot from a few different shopping experiences we offered pre-pandemic. So we, in the very early days of Dormify, did shopping parties at people's homes where we did trunk shows and I traveled all over the Northeast to meet with customers in person, which I think is very like important to do when you're just starting out. That actually wasn't able to scale that model with the team that we had. So we started inviting customers into our own showroom. And then to expand the success of that, we started opening pop-up shops in some of our key markets, which is a lot of work, but is very valuable. And I absolutely loved doing that. So, of course, once we couldn't have pop ups during the pandemic, we shifted to virtual styling, but we were already kind of doing that during the pop up initiative because we weren't able to open pop ups in every single city. So, to answer your question, virtual styling and having a stylist walk a customer through how to design their room from start to finish is something that I think really differentiates us. And it's something that customers really enjoy because it's a pretty long consideration period. And there's a lot of decisions that the customer makes about what they want their space to look like. It's not very transactional. So it really like speaks to the ethos of our brand of having someone who's been there before and our stylists are typically college students. So someone who's been there before to walk you through like where to start, how to establish your aesthetic, how to translate that aesthetic into the products that you're choosing for your room. And then alongside just the actual physical products. We're talking about how to get ready for college, how to like navigate living with a roommate, how to pack your bags, the best way to store things on your way there. like All the types of content that we share in our blog and on social, that comes through naturally in conversations with our stylists. So as you can imagine, AOV is much higher than online and that's why we really want to grow this part of the business. But we're trying to really speak a lot of messages to our customers. And if someone's interested in chatting with us on our live chat function, we typically try to convert that into a virtual styling appointment when it's relevant. And I hope to continue to grow this and have pop-up shops come back into our initiatives in the future. But we just put it on pause to focus on a few other things this year. But I really love it. And the only flaw with it right now is that Without requiring any sort of deposit, we do see a lot of no-shows, which I'm sure many other retailers see as well. So we kind of just shake it off and don't want to put pressure on the customer. But that is something that we're seeing. And then one more thing that I would share is something new that we introduced this summer is a partnership with an interior designer who has previously built sort of a mini business within her own business, on doing dorm makeovers. So we actually have a paid for service with Jen Abrams, who is the interior designer behind resident style and students are paying a design fee for one-on-one consultation with Jen, as well as access to a more exclusive product assortment than what is available publicly. So that's, kind of a higher end version of the Dormify styling experience that we've experimented with this year and would love to grow into a few different key regions of the U.S. where we bring in some designers that really
1: understand the college market. No, that's great. I feel like those partnerships kind of create an opportunity for you to almost solidify your standing in the industry and and better understand your customer, what they're expecting, new tastes, new preferences. And you mentioned earlier, of course, that you're speaking to Gen Z largely, and, and before you know it, probably Gen Alpha. So I'm curious, as Chief Brand Officer, I mean, how are you thinking about digging into these new behaviors, these new expectations. And are there any particular realities that are driving the Dormify brand right now? I feel like, again, for your category, especially there may be some new factors at play, but maybe like the core pain points are still very much intact. But I'd love your perspective on that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's probably one of the most challenging parts of my role. And my my job is staying ahead of what this generation is looking for and wants because they're just moving so quickly. So Gen Alpha is, is really interesting to me. And I was talking to a friend about this the other day, just the whole virtual world that's so second nature to them. They're living in Roblox and they're doing all sorts of things that I don't do on an everyday basis and especially parents of gen alphas like they experience it and I'm kind of in this in-between generation but I had a funny conversation about starting like a gen alpha council and starting to hear what nine and ten year olds are doing so that I can be thinking more ahead but that's really what I do I talk to customers I talk to young people I try to like better understand that way. So something that we've done with Dormify over the last few years that has been innovative, maybe not right now, but previously, was creating things like our bed visualizer tool where you can mix and match all the different pieces of the bed and see it come to life. And we also create fully shoppable rooms. So what the next iteration of being able to design a room from scratch online will be Something that I think is really important as we continue to grow. And we've talked about creating an app that really serves as your design planner or your design tool that is in your pocket. So, creating mood boards, creating 3D environments to actually outfit your space, whether it's a dorm room or not. These are the types of things that we're thinking about. And I'm excited to learn more about what Gen Alpha wants, but it's definitely top of mind right now and alongside just staying with the trends that are happening on social media. Yeah.
1: And that always listening model. And of course, that's where your community comes into play, right? I mean, it seems like you guys have the the core foundation in place, and it'll probably be exciting to see <laughs> what you learn about Gen Alpha in particular over the coming years, because technology is advancing so quickly. They're early adopters. And I feel like they have like this whole other mode of self-expression and using technology for identity and even experimentation, right? So it could be kind of fun in, in your world. But, you know, as we think about the evolution of the Dormify brand expansion or growth plans, I do want to make sure we talk about your partnership with the container store, which is super exciting for Back to School. Why don't you give the listeners a bit of a scoop, you know, what the partnership is all about, how it came about, and kind of what validated this decision? Because I feel like collabs have always been a thing, but I'm always, I always love hearing how the intention behind it, you know, drives the strategy and drives things to market. So why don't you give us a quick summary of how that all came about?
0: Sure. That's why we haven't done pop-ups this year because we're so good, want <laughs> good reason yeah so it's our first time working with a retailer to actually create a shop and shop experience so different from our past pop-up shops where we had basically a showroom model where customers could come in and work with a stylist and order online we are partnered with the container store this year in six different markets to create a dormify experience within their store where customers can actually walk out with the product. So we put together an assortment of Dorm Essentials and Dormify bestsellers that's set up kind of in a the center of the entryway of the six stores. And those six stores are in markets where there's a really strong suburban community, but also many college campuses nearby. So We kind of get two different shopping moments in store. One is the student who's preparing to leave to go off to school and who is doing their planning ahead. (laughs) But then there's a whole different cohort of students that are coming to that area because their campus is nearby that are maybe looking for last minute pieces or they are last minute shoppers. So we're really excited to be in New York City Nashville, Houston, Austin, Dallas, and Costa Mesa, California with these six shop shop-in shops. And then we also are the very first drop ship vendor that Container Store has brought onto their site. So they just unlocked the capability of drop shipping and we were the first to be onboarded. So we have a more robust assortment of dormify items that are available online to ship anywhere in the country. And the way that this came about so to be honest it was kind of not that exciting of a story but i've always loved the container store when i was shopping for college i always made a stop at the container store so we learned and have heard for many years that the container store is a complimentary destination to dormify even if you're shopping at dormify you still needed things from the container store and it was such a beloved brand so our customers were very similar. And we knew that we wanted to introduce Dormify to that customer in a bigger way. So we had reached out over LinkedIn to the chief merchant at the time at the container store. And we started up this partnership last year, where we essentially had Dormify displays in 10 of their top stores to really introduce the brand. And it was really just marketing for us. And the container store kind of built credibility with Gen Z and showed that they knew what was cool and that they were aligning with a really beloved brand. So we built upon that partnership in a big way this year by starting to carry our product on their site and in their stores. And the way that that really transpired was my mom actually built a relationship with the new chief merchandising officer at the container store, Stacy Shively, And she was really excited about the opportunity to do something big. And we wanted to really come to market in light of everything happening with Bed Bath and Beyond and together create the ultimate one-stop shop for college students. Because Dormify had product categories that the container store wasn't offering like bedding and decor and headboards, which is a top selling product for us. And the container store are the experts in organization and storage. So together, we are giving the student, the whole family, everything that they need for college. And we went to work to figure out how to quickly get Dropship set up. And we were able to make it happen. And then we designed what the in-store experience was going to be like. And for us, it's really a test to see if we can roll this out in a bigger way in the future. And something that I think really needs to be solved for in this industry is the last mile and helping customers get their product to campus because it's a major friction point right now. So we're really hoping to see in these markets how we can help ease that process of getting product to school because the schools want you to follow their guidelines and avoid the mail rooms. And it's just become a very difficult thing. So that's something that we're really focused on for the future.
1: That's great. And, and I think it's just, you know, a really good example of collaboration versus competition, right? Like you mentioned, that there were certain things that Dormify brought to the table that obviously the container store didn't, but there were still like these really strong synergies between the brands in in way of your target customer and, and how they go through the shopping process. And I think it's just like a really good exercise for our listeners to be thinking about even like in their own efforts, like, which brands have similar synergies. Like, Is there an opportunity to think through what a more obvious partnership looks like or maybe what an extended one looks like, which it seems like you guys went through that process in in a lot of depth, which leads to a lot of value. So I know earlier on, you mentioned a little bit about pop-ups and how you hope to eventually get into that. You took a pause largely because of this partnership with the Container Store. So I mean, how are you thinking about the role of the store, the role of these retail partnerships moving forward? Is this more of like a let's test it, see how it turns out, and then we'll reassess and figure out a next step? Or is this part of a bigger plan or vision for the Dormify brand?
0: It's really a test. We really wanted to shake up how we were connecting with new customers and acquiring new customers. And we wanted to really cut back on paid social. So we're not advertising on Facebook or Instagram right now, or really any paid social channel, actually. So we had a few different strategies to make up for that. So one is the container store and acquiring new customers that we believe are very much in our target market. Because the parents of those college students are already shopping at the container store. But also we are trying things like connected TV, which has been working really, really well for us. We launched a commercial in mid-May. And then we are also um, doubling down on the ambassador program. So those three things, as well as just like affiliate partnerships, are really proving to be more successful than all the money that was potentially wasted on Facebook and Instagram in the past. So no big master plan, but just really assessing how these different channels can can really help lower our customer acquisition cost. And direct mail is
1: another big channel that we operate in right now. And it does really well for us as well. That's really interesting. And, and I always love to hear how brands are rethinking their marketing mix. And I uh, remember watching a session at an event it was with the CMO of anthropology and she was talking about how marketing you can't really put all of your eggs in one basket especially now right like you should think about yeah. it from a portfolio perspective so i think you know in your case hearing how direct mail plays a role but also something as new and emerging like ctv that has its own unique set of capabilities and benefits i mean i think a lot of marketing teams and brand teams are kind of in a similar vote right now. So it'll be exciting to hear some results or see some of the campaigns and initiatives that come from you guys moving forward. But to that end, let's talk a little bit about the future and how you're thinking about the brand. And obviously as co-founder and in your day-to-day role as chief brand officer, you obviously have a very unique perspective and live and breathe this every day. So I would love to, I guess, do a full circle back to the beginning. You you talked about the North Star of the brand. So I mean, how is that North Star guiding the Dormify business, guiding you? And I mean, what continues to really rise to the top as we think about Dormify and what really makes the brand stand out and what drives innovation for the business? I mean, really the goal is to, to figure out how this North Star guides the future, right? So what would, you, what would you say to that?
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, it sounds simple, but we are really proud of the brand that we've built. And we're focusing on building a sustainable business right now and making sure that we can scale profitably and ultimately de-seasonalize the business since it is very seasonal at the moment. So that's it's how we take the amazing brand equity that we've built over 12 years and now extend it so that we can have a sustainable and viable business model, which is difficult when you're very seasonal. So what that means is take what we did for Dormify and how do we apply that to other life moments how do we grow with the customer into their first apartment? How do we connect with them even before college so that they're decorating their first big girl room with 5 <laughs> when they're transitioning from what they had as a little kid to maybe when they're entering high school? So hitting more than one moment and, and working on that retention is really top of mind for us. And in order to really maintain the brand that we've built, we have to continue to put the brand first. And it's challenging during challenging times because you think about like what promotional strategy looks like and you don't want to dilute the brand in order to move inventory, but sometimes you have to. But we try to balance that with brand building activities and making sure that we're doing things that don't require a lot of budget in terms of brand marketing, but just making sure that we retain the social channels that we're organically active on as really brand building channels and trying to drive new customers to sign up with our email and SMS list in order to really like convert them. I think where we've crossed a line is trying to make those social channels convert customers is when we start to see the brand focus get lost. So in summary, (laughs) what I'm trying to say is that the channels in which like the brand is really leading we have to protect those channels and not try to accomplish other KPIs there. So we can't lose sight even in tough times of brand building initiatives. And luckily, when someone like me is, is leading, we don't lose sight of it. So we're going to continue to build the ambassador program. We're going to continue to create great content and really build our blog, which we just sort of reinvigorated over the last year or two. We want to do new and exciting partnerships that really make sense for the brand. And ultimately, in terms of growth, we are trying to connect with the college student and engage with them in ways beyond the move-in movement. So whether that's in a content capacity or just selling them other things that are relevant in their lifestyle that's what we're working on right now. So that might be moments like high school graduation and gifting or college graduation, holidays and moments like tailgating and study abroad that happen throughout the school year and making sure that we have a curated assortment of products that we recommend for some of those key milestones in your college experience. So that's what we're
1: focused on. Oh, that's great. I love that point, Amanda, around knowing those strongest channels, holding them holding them dear in a way, right? Keeping them sacred and focusing on what really <laughs> matters. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> no, this has been great. And thank you again so much for taking the time out because I know it is a busy time for you and the team at Dormify. Um, so many exciting things happening, but I think really our conversation was filled with a lot of great insight in, in terms of your work, what your priorities are for the business, but also had some great takeaways for our listeners. So really appreciate you taking the time out. Of course, no problem. Thanks so much and enjoyed speaking with you. And to all of you listening, if you have any follow-up questions for Amanda, we would love to keep this conversation going. I feel like the marketing world especially is at this really interesting inflection point. A lot of experimentation happening, a lot of emphasis on community. So we'll be sure to tag Amanda in the post for this episode so you can ask any follow-up questions. You can find us on Twitter at our touchpoints or on LinkedIn at Retail Touchpoints. And of course, we would love to hear your feedback on this episode. Leave us a rating or review on your preferred podcast player. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, frankly, anywhere else, we are probably there. And while you're at it, be sure to subscribe to the show. Every week, we're speaking with executives and practitioners like Amanda here who are doing the work, testing, learning, and driving their brands forward. So be sure to subscribe so you can get those new episodes as they come to you every week. But for now, that is it from us, everyone. Thanks so much again to all of you, to Amanda, and we will see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Retail Remix. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, keep mixing it up.